This is episode seven of season two of the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast, and we are grabbing a treat down on Boogie Street. That is Fifth Avenue in Coriopolis, the home of Boogie Street Studios and the Eric McKenna Project. Eric is originally from Coriopolis. He's a real estate agent in the area. He had a radio show for a time on WBPV in Beaver County. That was an AM station that he was also live streaming on Facebook. And that's where I took notice of him a couple years ago. Uh, recently, I reached out to Eric on LinkedIn to see if he wanted to swap podcast guests. And prior to recording this at Anchor and Anvil Coffee on Fifth Street in Coriopolis, we were actually in the Boogie Street Studios and I was on his podcast and his video. So without further ado, Eric McKenna of the Eric McKenna Project on the Pittsburgh Beautiful Podcast starts now. Okay, I'm sitting here at uh, Anchor and Anvil in Coriopolis. Right? Name of this coffee shop? That's it. All right. With uh, Eric McKenna uh, of the Eric McKenna Project, uh, which is another podcast that I encourage you to listen to. Um, first, I want to thank you for being on Pittsburgh Beautiful. Oh, it's an honor to be here. Um, we actually just finished a podcast. We certainly did. Rules reversed. It was an honor for me to be there. <laughs> um, so we finally as, collided. Yeah, you know? we did. We did. We collided. Actually, I wouldn't call it collide. Well, maybe it was, it was good collided. collision. Yeah, good collision. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> genre, if you think about it. Um, so, you know, everybody knows the reason that I, I, I love to do the Pittsburgh Beautiful podcast, because um, I like to tell stories of, of Pittsburghers, whether they're originally here from here or not. Um, and you have an interesting story. I mean, I've, I've watched you uh, online. Uh, uh, you, had a, you had a little bit of a radio show going in Beaver County for a while. You, you've been a real estate agent for a long time. Mm -hmm. What I find most uh, intriguing to me is the Eric McKenna project, believe it or not. I, I don't know if I told you that on our podcast we mm -hmm. just did, but um, that's kind of how I found you. And, and so full disclosure, I reached out to you right. and said, let's, let's trade places. So um, tell me a little bit about Eric McKenna's story. Is, is Coriopolis, is that part of your story? It sure is. It's my hometown. Grew, uh, grew up here, um, graduated Cornell High School in 83, um, kicked around for a few years, flunked out of college. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. That's, a, that's an accomplishment. It, it is. is. I, I revel in that, I can tell you. Um, moved out to, uh, to, to Robinson Township, a couple jobs, um, continued to grow my career. Um, got married. Uh, had two amazing kids, um, kept my roots close to Corey. My family still lives here and uh, just enjoyed being a Pittsburgh sports fan. Number one, you know, because I'm a very sports oriented guy. Believe it or not, I'm a Pirates fan. I don't admit that to people, yeah. but I am. <laughs> yeah. I really just love the area, love the people. And um, my wife and I, uh, Natalie, about seven years ago, we decided to come back to Corey. Yeah. And we bought a, the old house we used to walk by when we oh, were wow. kids, you know, the big old mansion style home, you know, the gift that keeps giving. Right. And um, collectively, it's a second marriage for both of us. So, you know, she's got uh, her three and I got my two. They're all kind of set sail. But we came back in 2012, a couple blocks away from here and yeah. just revisited the town, revisited the people, became part of the core office experience again. And uh, we're 
having a great time. And you, you said something interesting. You call it Corey. That's I guess that's residents of Coryopolis call it Corey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm, only I'm, us. It is. It is only you. I, I've I've lived in Pittsburgh now for almost thirty years, and I've I've traveled through right. Moon Township, Coryopolis. Right. See, to me, Moon Township and Coryopolis, they're both one five one zero. Yeah, I know. I know. I get it. I totally get it. You know, it's. Uh, no, we love our area. But I've seriously. never heard it called Corey. So yeah, that's, Corey. I'll remember yeah. that. If I ever get stuck here, I'll I'll make sure to use that. I don't want to offend anybody. Nah. No, um, yeah, so you came back to Coriopolis in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What are what are your memories? Uh, graduated high school in '83, yeah, right? So, long time ago. So you were you were here in the heyday of Pittsburgh in the in the, the Steelers '70s. And what a and, great time to yeah, be alive. Yeah, uh, talk to me a little so, bit about that, Chris. I was a um, a grade schooler and a junior high schooler during the '70s, and being a huge fan of and having family around me who are huge fans he, of course huge Steeler fan i like the penguins in that area it's hard to believe when they used yeah. to wear blue i think it was right blue. They, penguins blue they yeah. won about uh, two games a year yeah and i was a pirate fan uh you know people laugh they say oh you're an oakland ace fan i'm a, a baseball fan right love the a's i did love the pirates for a long time and still in my heart of hearts i do but that era that like you know 71 through like 84 when i was you know my formative years I was surrounded by amazing sports in this town. Right. You know, and amazing sports fans in this town. Right. I mean, I can't even explain to my my son now who's 19 and him watching sports over the last you know, 12, 13 years with me, as good as he thinks it was for the Pirates a couple of years. And you yeah, know, still, still were Super Bowl in his lifetime. No, I can't compare it to what we went through in such a short period of time in the 70s. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, we were talking on your podcast um, about originally I, I was as a sports fan. I was originally a Baltimore Orioles fan. Yeah. OK, so I spent a, a great deal of my childhood hating the Pirates mm-hmm. because basically because of 1979. Yeah. It drove me crazy. <laughs> drove me crazy. But we did pull that one out. You we? did pull that one out. <laughs> Son of a gun. But um so in and growing up in the town that I grew up in in York and Central PA, that was a mishmash of Baltimore Colts fans, Washington Redskins fans, Philadelphia Eagles fans, mm-hmm. and a ton of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Right. So um as magical as it, a time as it was for Steelers fans in York, because you know, Franco's jerseys were ever everywhere, Mean uh, Joe, the Coke commercial, all that it was everywhere. My my buddies were obsessed. <laughs> they were, and everybody was. It had to be even more magical here. It just it, it was. I don't think we could even the media was different then, right? We had like four television stations, so we weren't all interconnected with our devices. So we I don't think we really understood how amazing it is. You know, yeah. if, if that ha- if that era happened today in the era of social media and the way we're all interconnected and I think it would be even more, I don't know, uh, over the top. Yeah. Because it sure felt over the top in the 70s. It, it was. But we got spoiled to a degree. When, the, when yeah. the, you knew, it was almost like when the when the Steelers beat the Rams in 1980, there was almost a little bit of like fatigue with my age group of kids growing up in Pittsburgh that we were just used to winning. Yeah. Of course we're going to beat the Rams. And when we were yeah. losing at halftime in that game, we were all like sitting there on our hands, shot yeah. out of our mind. What are we right? going to do? Yeah. So yeah, we, we really kind of got spoiled and really, but what a beautiful time to be alive. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I always lament about being the age I am 54, but I wouldn't change a thing. I, yeah. I grew up in the heyday of sports in this town. Yeah. Well, and then at, at the same time, you know, you turn around and as the eighties hit, um, things start to change mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh starts to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, no question. And tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it actually probably started in a, the, the late '70s, and me growing up in Coriopolis, right. a lot of my family working in the mills and the foundries, and um, 
it was it was hard. You know, uh, we we did. You know, this is a very humble community. We did not grow up with a lot. Most of us, we were um, we were happy. It, it was a it was a different era. But you, we saw the layoffs. We saw people not getting jobs. We saw kids. We saw a lot of our fellow classmates and people in our age group getting out of college and leaving, leaving, moving right. out of this area because there, were, there weren't jobs. The 80s were a tough, the 80s were a very tough period in this town. I mean, other parts of the country did really well in the 80s, you know, New York, True. but but Pittsburgh kind of suffered behind. That That closing, that, that change from a steel mill to who we are today, that change wasn't a two or three year change. People don't realize that. It was a good 15, 16, 17 year yeah. evolution. Yeah, if not longer. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and, and it, it was tough. So I, I learned some valuable lessons. Um, the one lesson I didn't learn was to finish school because you know, I should have learned that lesson. <laughs> but uh, but I did I did understand that I was going to have to do, I was going to have to be very self-reliant as a, as a young person and, and going into adulthood. And I was going to have to really, if I wanted something, I was going to have to go get it. There was no asking. There was no begging. You had right. to go get it. I think we were all kind of instilled with that right. down here, if that makes any sense. No, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and you kind of liken it back to, uh, in a way, I, I did an interview with a guy uh, last season who talked about um, just the way that, that Pittsburgh has kind of embraced um, its sports teams from the, that era. And for, you know, like the Steelers emblem is U.S. Steel's emblem. Right. And right. just that whole... Um, the whole relationship that these entities that are money-making entities, Absolutely. But they really are, they're, they're rooted in the history uh, and the fabric. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the mentality of the Steelers in the seventies. No question. You know, and, and we're not going to have a sports discussion here, but you know, nobody would have pegged Terry Bradshaw to be a great quarterback. Nobody right. would have pegged Franco Harris to be an incredible running back. I mean, they were good players. Mm-hmm. They, they were drafted for a reason, but they worked. And there was and, a philosophy with that organization. Right. And they and were it, gritty. It came right. Yeah. And we were talking were about gritty. that on, they on were your show. And they, they wanted it. And again, you know, the planet's kind of lined up too. And I think you have to have a little bit of luck with anything, right? I mean, you, you know, no one, we're not an island. No one does anything on their own, purely on their own. So right. you have to have, you know, that, 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 that place where, you know, hard work meets opportunity. I guess it's kind of a catchphrase, but, you know, all the planets kind of lined up, but you don't get there if you don't put the work in. Right. You're absolutely right. So you, you, when, when was it that you believe you made a conscious decision to stay in? And, and I know Corey, Coreyopolis, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're right outside of Pittsburgh here. So what, what, when do you feel like you made the decision? Like, you know what, I need to stay here. That's interesting. Uh, mm, 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 mm. I looked at uh, Florida in the early nineties and I looked, uh, I looked at one LA cause I had liked LA and I still do like LA to visit. Yeah. Um, but when I got married uh, to my first wife and had my two children in the late 90s, um, I, we put our roots down. I loved our families being around. I loved my my friends. My I loved the, the people that I worked with. Um, I got in the guitar business right in 99. Mm-hmm. There was a company called Boogie Street Guitars, and it was that entrepreneurial bent that just it just had to come out. You know, If I wanted right. something, I wasn't going to do it. And I got really fortunate and lucky. Had an amazing run there. And that enabled me to stay in my hometown, right? run this business and ship all over the world. Right. But not have to travel and not have to go really find a different place to live, to be successful. The internet provided that. And, yeah. and, and so here I had a great cost of living, had a very affordable house, had my friends, my family and everything that I wanted in my, my personal life. And this business of boogie street enabled me to, 
meet so many amazing people across the world and, and sell them and, and, and buy guitars and, and engage with them without ever having to leave my hometown. So I feel very, yeah. very, very blessed. Right. So why leave? Why Pretty leave? Much. Yeah. Why the leave? travel was great. I mean, we did the trade shows in LA and Nashville or Miami. The guitar years were wonderful and wouldn't change a thing. And, and my children grew up in that environment. It was a very enchanted time in my life. Because I was in Pittsburgh. Right. Had I gone anywhere else, it would never have been the same. Wouldn't have been the same. Mm -mm. And so Boogie Street Guitars, um, mm -hmm. tell us how you ran into that. How, what what, what yeah. pointed you in that direction? Uh, just um, 96, I got married to uh, to someone who's still one of my, my dearest friends. And uh, right the same year, I lost my brother. He, he passed away, my only sibling. And it was tough. And I was working for a company called PageNet, a wonderful company when pagers were a yeah. thing. Oh, we, I we remember PageNet. We yep. yep. I, 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 I hated my pager. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very good to me for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Great people. Everybody had one. I just uh, did the best I could at that company, and I started I started playing guitar for therapy. I really started to learn guitar, and, and one thing led to another. I ended up buying a guitar online that I thought I wanted and on this thing called eBay. You know, oh, yeah, where, eBay. I remember eBay. And I, I turned around and sold it for a profit by accident. Oops. Huh. By accident. I ended up making like $700 in this transaction. I'm so thinking. would you call that an epiphany? It was an epiphany. Right. Yeah, it was an epiphany. But so the guitar therapy became a little business. And for a couple of years, I did double duty. I was working at Pageant and growing this company. And it just got legs. And, of course, Pageant kind of eroded. The timing, yeah. timing's everything, right? Um, and I just, I just, I just put all of myself into it, and it was really, uh, like I said, 15 years on. We 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 worked with um, some of the, the biggest rock stars imaginable, helping Washburn guitars design guitars. It, yeah. it, it went from buying and selling used instruments to Washburn and partnering with us, or enabling us to partner with them and customizing, custom, and it was all about customization and just. Uh, I was a big uh, rock and roll fan as a kid. You know, Paul Stanley Kiss was a childhood hero of mine. Yeah. All these years later, I'm helping him design his guitars. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's it's, it's, cool. yeah. So yeah. it was a really for for someone who loves music the way I do, still do. It was a real, it was a rush. It was a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah. And, and again, hard work met opportunity. Right. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you, I got a little bit lucky and things kind of worked out for me that way. It's but a mix. It really is. It is. You have to, you have to believe that what you're doing is the right thing for you. No question. But then you also have to have that hard work mentality and you got to get a break. Yeah. But if you, if you yeah. believe and you work, the break will come, whether no it comes question. tomorrow or three years from now, we don't know. Yeah. No question. But it'll and come. And it was a timing. Like, I, like we talked a little bit about our, you and I, just you and I, our own personal discovery with the web. I was an early adapter. I was just fascinated by the connectivity of it all. Right. And it's funny. I have a lot of good friends that are my age, roughly, and they <laughs> don't have a good feeling for the web because I kind of miss them. I was, I saw yes. for, for, I think, I was very fortunate that I dove into it and I can kind of hold my own with the youngsters now in terms of like web-based things. Right. But again, hard work, you know, right. you had to have a desire to do it. Well, we're, we're basically in the same generation mm -hmm. and I call our generation, we're the in-between generation. We grew up going home when the streetlights came on, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. playing in the dirt, mm -hmm. um, playing. I, I used to play chips. Remember that oh, show? Yeah, chips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. always wanted to be punched, but <laughs> nobody let me do that. I got, I think my hair was too blonde, but, but you know, we grew up in that generation that, that it's the, that old school way of, of playing, get outside, mm -hmm. get yourself dirty. I love that. Me too. 
But at the same time, these new and interesting things were being introduced. No question. So for us, there's a natural curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. And you either, that's what it was. You either adopted it or you said, no, I just like the old yeah. way, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now you, you've transitioned since, uh, mm -hmm. we're going to take a break here in a second. So you've transitioned, um, obviously, from Boogie Street guitars mm -hmm. uh to um another career uh mm -hmm. in real estate uh, you've done some stuff on the radio you, yep. you've got a, a great podcast thank you uh, when we come back from the break i want to i want to dive into that a little bit so Sounds we'll, great. Be, we'll be right back after a break So we're back after a short break with Eric McKenna of the Eric McKenna Project, which I happen to love that name, by the way. Thank you. I think that has kind of a... Thank you. It's that different. has a... Yeah. I, I think... At first, when I heard the name, I was thinking, what kind of project is he talking about? What's he working on? <laughs> but I think I get the idea now. So when we when we left off before the break, you had you know, just started down the road, Boogie Street Guitars. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of opened up into some really, some life-changing experiences. No question. No and question. Um, obviously, that came to an end at some point, mm -hmm. and you transitioned... Um, all the while staying in Pittsburgh. So mm -hmm. tell me about the transition out of out of Boogie Street, what you did there, and, and what you did next. Yeah, I uh, Boogie Street had kind of uh, kind of run its course around 2012 ish, and I don't know if I was fatigued or I just I mean, the honesty probably is that the kids might not have been digging my designs as much as they were. You know, so I was getting a little long in the tooth. Right. Regardless, uh, it could have been the economy, a multitude of things. I just didn't have the zeal for it anymore, and I had to do something else. So naturally, going back to nine to five didn't fit me. Right. Especially having all this yep. autonomy and all this. Yep. And I looked at careers and I always was fascinated by real estate for my family, number one and number two, thinking that, wow, I mean, that's something I could actually do. I think I, could, I would be pretty good at that. Uh, serendipity. I contacted um, a mutual friend. Uh, she connected me with Michael Cowden and Howard Hanna. Mm -hmm. And first time I ever met Michael. Half an hour into that, I was uh, taking my real estate license. It was that quick. I was yeah. so certain. After listening to him for half an hour, he had me so motivated that I was going to do this. Right. And it, you know, Chris, I like to say there was some special story. It just worked out. I, was, right. I put the same effort into into real estate. And again, I was a mid midlife crisis. No, a midlife change. Right. Right. I right. had to do this midlife. So the crisis is now. That's <laughs> once you hit fifty. At least that's what I'm told. Fair enough. That's the crisis. <laughs> anyway, point. anyway, go ahead. No, midlife mid change, change right. which is not easy. And I had been. I mean, it was hard for me to take instruction. I had been right. doing my own thing for so long and running my own show for so long. So it was humbling, and it took a little while. And then I, it just. I think the whole element of doing great business, caring about your brand, and being good to people, and, and more importantly, no matter what happens, putting the other person's needs ahead of your own. If you kind of keep that simple philosophy, things generally work out. Right. And that's kind of what happened here. Just keep the focus on what help us help enough people get what they want. And you can have everything. Zig Ziglar said that, right? Right. I did it in my career in sales. I did it in Boogie Street and I've done it in real estate. And I just think put the other people's, put the other people's needs ahead of yours and you can have everything. I really, to this day, believe that, and and that's I think that's a good part of my real estate success. Right, and and also it, it also helps, and and I'm I'm fairly familiar with real estate. You know, it, mm -hmm. it also helps that um, you're in your hometown. Absolutely, and right. and so people know you, they see you, they know you're here for the long term. Absolutely, they, they, your reputation mm -hmm. precedes you. 
So I don't think so. I mean, I tr- I've certainly tried. And I and it's funny you said that about Pittsburgh. I was showing a house the other day, um, and it was oh, so Mount Washington on the other side of Mount Washington, and just driving in the it, snow in the for, rain. For people for people who don't understand, anybody from Pittsburgh knows what the other side of Mount Washington means. So again, yeah, driving snow yeah, and well, rain. It was just snow and rain. Of yeah. course, as you know, we we laugh about the gray clouds around here, and I was right. driving. And I had shown the house, met a brand new client, phenomenal. You know, it wasn't the right house for them, but it was great to earn their business. I'm driving home and I'm looking over at the city and it's starting to get dark. And it was just, I had this huge smile on my face. I don't know, you know, why I go, Eric, why are you smiling? Are you like losing your mind? (laughs) But it was like, yes, I love what I'm doing, but I'm doing it in the town that I absolutely love. Yeah. I love this town. How many times I, I and and that really resonates with me. I, I it 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 blows my mind how many times I will go a certain way or drive a certain place, always to see a certain angle of the city from a certain, you know, or not even just you know up Mount Washington through any mm-hmm. one of the tubes coming from the Parkway North. Sometimes it's just areas of the city that right. that you just love to drive oh, yeah. through. You yeah. know, the North Side. There's parts of the North Side that are. Even even though they may still be in a little disrepair, they're still absolutely oh, no breathtaking. And yeah, here. yeah, yeah. I, I I went down and, and visited Wiggle Whiskey um, to learn a little bit about more about them, and they were yeah. so kind to give me a tour. My, and when I come great, out, that's a, they're a great company. Oh, and yep. what a great! They're one of many many great stories in this town. Absolutely, right? they are. Yep. So I was leaving, just the biggest smile on my face. I, I just thought it might have been a little you know little cocktail yeah. they gave me too. Yeah, well that helps. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, but. Yeah. Just realizing how, how even though it was cloudy and we always laugh about the clouds, it was such an amazing town and it's progressing. And yes. that's, a, that's a weird word to use. People put, people put, you say progressive, people put a, a they put a label on that. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I don't no. mean it that way. We, we, Pittsburgh keeps moving forward. And we've talked about that, you and I. Like yeah. It's, and that is a wonderful thing. And I think that's lost on a lot of us because there are towns in this country where they don't continue to move forward. True. Right. Yeah. True. Mm, yeah. Amazing, amazing. We won't name any of them. Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. If you if you're listening now, you got to go back. You got to listen to Eric's podcast, the, the Eric McKenna Project, starring Chris Klein. Because that's right. That's probably going to be his best show ever. Uh, it could be. Um, that's what he said. You never me. know. No, you never I'm just, know. I'm just kidding. But we we talked a lot about the differences between Philly and Pittsburgh. So so now you you this is 2012. You said 2013, yeah. So By the time got, I got to Michael, yeah. Okay, so uh-huh. you you got into real estate after the crisis. I did. So I did. thank so, goodness for me, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I was I was in the business in and doing things uh-huh. through the crisis, but right. but we talked about this. Pittsburgh had had its issues, yeah. But thankfully, um, the city wasn't positioned the way right. other places were, so right, they weren't. Right, right. They just weren't as bad. Oh, absolutely. So you're you're in real estate. You're mm-hmm. you're making your way through it. Uh, mm-hmm. You're cutting your teeth. You're selling mm-hmm. houses. You're doing well. You're providing for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, really, the first time I ever ran into you was um, we had just finished up my wife's radio show, mm-hmm. and I was. Uh, creeping Fabulous, around, by the yeah, way, no, I was thanks. very envious of that yeah, show. We, uh, very, very envious of that show. We had a, we had a great time at KDK. We had a great run. It was fun. Uh, um, uh-huh. But I was um, looking at Facebook to, to follow the live stream yeah. that I had just done, yeah. and uh, I saw you. Yeah. And I'm and honestly, my first thought was, "Who's this idiot copying my wife at the radio show?" 
on Skype. I told you on your other podcast. I'm a transparent guy. That's great. I'm like, look at this. That's look at this. Great. Look at this guy. That's He's copying great. you. That's Little great. did I know that you had actually started it ahead of time. But that, no, that was my great. first. So, and I actually great. caught myself, you know, watching it occasionally, Thank just you. watching it. Like, and then even back then, you had the interesting things. You know, behind you. Um, oh yeah, a lot of that. signage and things, and yeah, thank thank you. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to Mark Peterson, the station owner WBBP in Beaver County, and Michael Collin for like nudging me, like, "Are you kidding me?" Because I think I was only a realtor for about a year at that point. Right. I'm not a quote unquote expert, right? But you don't need to be if you're honest with people, right? And you don't have to know everything because no one knows everything, right? Correct. Peterson said, you're reading your ads on, I'll say the 1320 WJS. I was reading right. ads there, right. and they were great to let me read my own ads he liked my voice he says i think you can do this now i always wanted to be a dj because i was a big right. wdve fan of yeah. town and yeah love well, jimmy and the Roach rock and roll and connection yeah. and all so that. those I, are the haters people would always say not enough women but people would always say right. oh your voice is so amazing <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter now doesn't so, matter no now. it doesn't matter yeah. at all yeah <laughs> but but i said i just said why not and boy we videoed every show and I go back sometimes to look at show one, two, and three, and I'm reading a script on there. And I look at the very last show where we're where we're playing Sex Pistols music and we're talking about the pirates and stuff. It, it became like this 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 one hour real estate show into this three hour variety show. Right. And I was having the time of my life, but at some point, you know, it, it isn't that it ran its course. I think it's you just there's only so many hours in the day. Right. We talked about that. And the right. older you get, you need to be very conservative with those hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, three years, three, three years and three months, I think, um, on WBBP, wonderful staff. And it helped me grow my real estate practice. Right. The people of Beaver County and in Allegheny, because we we actually bled in Allegheny quite a bit. It really helped build the brand and help get me more clients to want to do business with me. Right. Right. A lot of and fun. So that when that and, and we seem to be using this phrase too much, but when that ran its course, uh -huh. um, you didn't you didn't get out of or you didn't abandon this public persona or radio mm -mm. mentality. Mm -mm. You turned it into the Eric McKenna project. So I, tell yeah, me about that. I, and, and you mentioned the Pittsburgh beautiful didn't happen on an epiphany. Right. I had watched a lot of Joe Rogan. And uh, it was fascinating to me because it was unscripted, it was unedited, and I, I thought, here's a guy, an average guy who's a comedian, right. and maybe a, 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 a host of maybe a certain scripted show. He's bringing people into his studio and asking them to tell their story. That's it. He's listening to them. It's the anti-sound bite. It's, it's not the traditional you know, five-minute clip. It's everything the news is not. So I started exploring podcasts and what they were, and I got addicted. But Rogan had that element of a video where he had an entire show. Right. For me, the lure was like, you know what? I can talk to people. I love people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm so curious about people, too. And I'm cause already kind of doing that on my radio show. But as you know, terrestrial radio, it's, it's confining. It is. It, it's not just in terms of the, the uncensored part about it. It's really is confining in terms of ads. That's what pays the bills. I totally get it. But I found it cumbersome. And when I started doing the, the Eric McKenna project last year, I was doing both the radio show and that it was immediately apparent to me that my love was that podcast. My love was my own project was relaxed conversation, maybe having a cocktail on the air and, and getting people to open up to me. Right. I wasn't getting fulfilled that way on the radio. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah. Complete sense. Because that was, um, 
Now, for my wife's show, it was she was the one on, but occasionally she'd have me on as a guest. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, if she couldn't do the show, I would step in, and right. they, they were gracious enough to allow me to do it as the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Beautiful Hour. Mm-hmm. But um, exact same thing. Uh, you got to cut to a break. Um, you can, oh, only, I hate you it. can only take it so far. I, I, I and, and again, I understand it's necessary, yeah. Chris. It's just now, I I going if I had to go the other direction after after running the Eric McKenna project for a year now, I couldn't do it. Yeah, if, you had, if yeah. I had to go to commercial breaks at like every ten minutes, and yeah, or break for the news. Well, an hour, or whatever, an hour's worth of radio <laughs> for that. You're only getting like something like thirty six minutes because it's twenty four minutes of right. news and commercials. So, right, right, right. So right. yeah, and really, you know, podcasting is is it's it's kind of the rebirth of radio in a new form. I love and that. I am a podcast junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I and I. It, that happened by accident, mm-hmm. and um, I don't even remember the first podcast I ever listened to. But I was one of those people uh, at my age yeah. a couple years back. It was like, yeah. what's, what's a podcast? What's yeah, a-? I and was then, the same way. Then when I when I when I listened to it, for, I was like, oh, I'm just I'm listening to a show on my phone. You know, like that's all it is. There's nothing complicated about no. it. But all those differences you just talked about. So you're. Your journey with the Eric McKenna project, you're now 89 shows. Yeah, today, shows was, today was 89. Oh, today 89. was 89. We started on March so 6th I can, of last year. I can year. go get a, a shirt 89. that says Eric McKenna project <laughs> and my number's 89. Yeah, and, and here's the crazy part. Every, if I may tell you, when I told my wife and I told my close friends what I was going to do, I can't say they, they was completely surprised because nothing I ever said ever surprised. I'm nuts. But they really didn't grasp it. You're going to wait. You're going to do what? Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that space I'm running down Tom from my real estate signs and some other stuff. I think I'm going to turn that into a studio. Oh, so you're going to record artists now? I'm like, no, I'm going to talk to people. Who's going to talk to you? I don't, I have no idea, but I'm going to create a podcast. Too. And again, podcasting still to most of the public is unknown. They, yeah. it really hasn't proliferated yet. It's yeah. sometimes just a word they've heard. Yeah. But they don't understand. It. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I had a little couple crazy like uh, looks at me when I decided to do it and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. But like we talked about vision, it wasn't hard. Once I got show four five and six, that something was going on here. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to, to, the visual of it was really important to me to be, to be viewed. I want people to watch if they want as well as listen, but the visual part had to be right. And it had to be reflective a little bit of what my story was because that's all you're going to get from me. Cause my shows are really about my guests. Right. Right. And, and I can say from firsthand, you know, when you're in your studio, I mean, I was telling you when we were there, I mean, I, I love it. It's, Thank you. it's, um, it is a hundred percent you. It, it really is. <laughs> for I mean, better and, or worse. <laughs> and we, I mean, we've talked on, we've, we've talked on the phone, we've communicated yeah. online, yeah. but the first time we ever met face to face was earlier today Absolutely. when I did was on uh-huh. your podcast, right, right, right. but I was able to get a sense of, and a feeling about, of what you're about. Mm-hmm. You know, and that it just just by being in that studio. So yeah. I, I think it's great. So awesome. I, I encourage everybody that that's listening to to uh, it. And it's the Eric McKenna project on YouTube. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah. And there's no agenda. We have no bent. Right. You know, and, and we don't do we do a multitude of fields. We have business, entertainment, broadcasting, musicians, comedians. And we want to center it around influential people in Pittsburgh, people that have made their mark. And we want to understand their story. We encourage them to share that what made them do what they do. I want to hear the successes. I want to hear the challenges. And I want to hear the lessons. That's right. what we really want our, our people to share. Of course, we want them to promote and help them grow what they're currently doing. But we really are all we are all about the story. Yeah. You want to dive deep. 
Absolutely. You want to dive deep. You and bet. You bet. What I think is great about podcasting, you know, the reason that it, it really captured me and, you know, all, all credit goes to everybody that came before us, Absolutely. you know, in broadcasting radio and mm -hmm. everything like that. I mean, I grew up listening to AM radio. Yeah, me I mean, too. I grew up <laughs> when AM radio was all there was. Right. Uh -huh. So um, some of my heroes were some of the early DJs and, right. and all of that stuff. And um, but podcasting to me is is the new medium for that, because honestly, mm -hmm. with the on demand world that we have now, mm -hmm. I don't need the radio to right. hear a new song. Right. I don't need the radio to hear the news. I don't even need the radio to know that there's a traffic jam outside the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's always a traffic jam outside the Squirrel Hill Tunnels. <laughs> you don't say. And second of all, I can get on my phone right. and the map tells me. Right. Um, that's unfortunate for terrestrial radio. No question. Um, and again, both of us have met some great people. Oh, yeah. How, podcasting, however, I can choose what I want to listen to while I'm in the, mm -hmm. in the car. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I listen to podcasts everywhere I go, mm -hmm. and there's there are thousands of them, but there's an audience for that, and that on-demand world has now come to radio, right. and I think that uh, it, that whole social media, that voyeurism that we have, that we like to watch videos where people fall out of a truck and mm -hmm. injure themselves <laughs> or whatever it is, or like my like my wife always says, I don't I, I hate Facebook unless it's like a, a cat licking a, a monkey. <laughs> You know, I love those, you know, but it, it comes to, it comes to radio now with, with podcasting, right in your car. Yeah. You can choose what you want to be voyeuristic about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. From an audio on demand, right? Right. We're, all, we're living in an on-demand world. And, and the funny part about it was for me was I was so concentrating on doing a show. I wanted the full production video show that I certainly have the, the audio podcast version on iTunes and Google. We do all that, but I was, I was not paying attention. And all of a sudden I looked at the downloads and I was stunned at how many downloads audio downloads and I, right. I it was an awakening for me eric you know what you've put all this time in this video show and people are watching good for you do not ignore the audio portion of what Absolutely you do because you the downloads to. are the core of what the podcasting is right and the reason that uh, that the audio portion to me is it's the heyday of that now you would think almost that it would be the opposite because video is taken over mm -hmm. but you know what it takes effort to watch a video you can't be driving Absolutely. in your car and watching a video. 100%. I don't know. I don't know why I need to explain that. Oh, but no. you just can't. But oh, you can absolutely. listen. Any, you, I, I mean, I listen to podcasts everywhere in my house. It's awesome. You know, and and that really is to me. That is really the most important takeaway from this. Is that um, unfortunately I I don't, I don't want to call the population lazy, but you know, watching a video takes a little bit of effort. Oh. And, and and you raise a good point. So if we have a show that's got fifteen thousand views, let's say our Facebook video of a certain show has fifteen thousand views. In reality, if there's an there's almost seventy percent of through play, which we were very proud of. That yeah, that's huge. But but out of that seventy percent, only only a small portion have probably sat there and watched it on their phone, their Roku. A lot of people have it in the corner of their screen on yeah. maybe a second computer. So yep. the, the content is really the audio. Yep. The, the, the benefit of the content or the way to drive the popularity of your show is to make sure your content above everything else, but beyond visuals or anything, the actual hook needs to be your content, your guest yeah. quality and your guest willingness to share their story. And that's how we view it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you're, you're off to a great start. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. I really appreciate it. So, I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. Sure. Uh, favorite thing about Pittsburgh? The food. The food. Okay. 
What's what's your favorite food? Mm, 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 mm. You'll laugh because I don't know if we're known for this in this town, but man, there is amazing pizza in this town. Pizza, amazing yeah, pizza. Yeah, and okay. I like it. I like it all. Thin, yeah. thick, yeah. Chicago style, New York style. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. Now, is your favorite pizza place here in Coriopolis or in Cory? Should mm, I say? Yeah, it kind of is. And it's probably because of just how frequently I'm there. Go ahead, Anthony, Anthony Jr. is like two doors Anthony down. Anthony Jr. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about Minios? Love it. Love many of Fiori's. Fiori's, yep. I, I, Fiori's, yep. I can't tell you that I've had pizza established from established locations in this town that I did not like. Now, you can put some toppings on there. It'll turn me off. Right. But, boy, we have... Anchovies. Pineapple. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, you're speaking yeah, love, my language love now. love pizza. Man. Yeah. I shouldn't eat it as much as I do. But I yeah, love pizza. I shouldn't eat it as much as I do either, but I'm going to. So, it's great pizza in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, other than other than Coriopolis, mm -hmm. your favorite part of Pittsburgh, in the city or wow. out, doesn't matter. Wow. If you had to. If I put a gun to your head and said, you better tell me the favorite part of Pittsburgh. What What, what is it? I lived in Mount Lebanon for a while. Uh, you know, before I came back to Coriopolis, and I really like the South Hills. But if you're gonna ask me wh where I visually love and it's got a cool vibe, I like Highland Park. There you go. Like the That's old, good. Yeah, the, the, the old architecture. Yeah. The walk, the walk around neighborhoods there, but still in the city. But the walk around neighborhoods, the big trees, the old build, the old buildings, and the old homes. Just love Highland Park. Highland Park, excellent. Well, listen, Eric, it's been nothing short of a joy. Me too. Um, first, I want to thank you for letting me be on your show. Oh, it was my pleasure. And uh, you guys can catch Eric, uh, the Eric McKenna Project on YouTube, uh, on iTunes. Facebook. Um, on Facebook. Yeah, and it's, uh, is it the Eric McKenna Project.com, right? Uh, Eric McKenna.com. Eric McKenna. Or Eric McKenna Project. It'll still come Just up. Just Google us. Just use the Google machine, as That's my wife right. would say. That's right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and uh, thank you for being here and being a part of Pittsburgh Beautiful. It's an honor, and you are doing an amazing job with Thanks, Pittsburgh man. Beautiful, my friend. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wonderful, interactive experience for the people of Pittsburgh, and I encourage any of you to check it out and participate that's great i appreciate it you got it we'll have you back we'll reconnect right. sounds good all right man thanks well that's a wrap for season two episode seven of the pittsburgh beautiful podcast i want to thank eric mckenna of the eric mckenna project for being our guest you can find him at the eric mckenna project on facebook on LinkedIn, on YouTube, just about everywhere. I encourage you to watch his show. They're in long form format. They have a lot of interesting guests. Um, I myself do actually watch it and uh, really do enjoy it. So thanks again, Eric, for doing everything you do, uh, for keeping Pittsburgh and Coriopolis beautiful. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening to the Pittsburgh Beautiful podcast. You can find us across social media, everything Pittsburgh beautiful. PittsburghBeautiful.com. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, and all those places. And you can always ask Alexa to play the Pittsburgh Beautiful podcast. Thanks again. We'll catch you around the corner. Stay real.